One of the, right. the things I was thinking would be really good to, to do is to talk to some of our alums who are science journalists and science writers mm-hmm. to, to try to maybe get some idea of, of how people who don't cover science all the time and don't cover medical issues, you know, what are some of the things that they ought to be thinking about? Part of this is that, you know, they, uh, you know, this was called a novel coronavirus. And because it was not novel, I mean, people don't know about it. Uh, and that include the, includes the science writers out there. And I think we're all trying to figure this out at the same time. And uh, what I've seen is that, you know, science writers are trying to do this in a way that is uh, fair to the science uh, and also, you know, making sure that we don't uh, create un- unnecessary fear in people. And just because, you know, we don't know a lot and, and the scientists don't know a lot because, you know, this is this is brand new. Uh, there's a lot they don't know yet. And, um, you know, we're all trying to, to figure this out together. Um, and I think that the, kind of the basic message I'm seeing is is that we have to find, you know, the best, um, you know, people available to talk about this, the best scientists, the ones who who know the most and uh, who are, you know, as well-versed in this area as you can be, being that it is a, a novel uh, coronavirus, and, and try to, to learn as much as possible about it. So in your role at Ohio State, Kind of break that down a little bit for us, because you're a science writer, but I, I think you're also a, a kind of a go-between of sorts. I, I know um, mm-hmm. you, you shared a story about one of our alums contacting you to reach a specialist, and I, I would assume that happens to you quite a bit. Right, yeah. So this has been quite a bit of my time uh, lately has been trying to uh, help uh, science writers and health writers out there try to find the experts they need at, at Ohio State, you know, like, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Ann Saker from the Cincinnati Inquirer was looking for somebody, uh, an expert who could talk about Ohio's response to this whole pandemic crisis and, and what could Ohio have done better and, you know, is it, was there a way to prepare for this eventuality? Went from that uh, then to just a few minutes ago had a reporter from uh, Tech Republic contact me who wanted to know if we had an expert who could talk about how artificial intelligence could be used in the fight against this new coronavirus. And so it's pretty much since this began, you know, we've, we've probably gotten at least three or four requests a day from reporters from Ohio and around the country looking for people who could comment on on various aspects of this. And Part of this is that, you know, it goes beyond just the, the virus itself. This has really kind of reshaped society, and so we're, we're getting requests for people to talk about the uh, issues of, of social distancing and, and how do people uh, deal with, you know, not being able to uh, be close to their friends and family and um, how do parents deal with trying to teach their children when they're when they're sent home from school with these assignments and and so this is you know beyond just the the, uh, the microbiologists and and the people who are working 
with the virus itself, you know, this, this involves sociologists and uh, uh, child development experts and, and people from every kind of, of science you can imagine. And that's what uh, is kind of overwhelming about this, is that there's, there's really no part of society that, that hasn't been touched by this. Well, and you, you didn't even mention uh, the daily political briefings, which uh, right. are sort of part economic, part science, part politics, and that's become a very big part of the discussion. So I wonder, you know, as a science writer, you know, how, how do you mix all those things in together? You know, you, you have to find... Uh... You know, when you're at a, a big research university like Ohio State, I mean, we have experts in, in all different kind of areas. And, and you know, luckily I've been here long enough to have developed relationships with people in all different departments and who have all different kinds of angles. We had uh, a researcher in public health uh, reached out to me today who had an idea for an op-ed that he wanted to do about how we needed to have new kinds of tests for antibodies to this uh, uh, COVID-19. So in other words, be able to figure out who has been exposed to it and have, has successfully gotten past it rather than just people who are, are infected now. And you know, this will help us figure out, for instance, how many people have been infected and, and maybe not had serious symptoms, uh, which is one thing that we need to know to know how far this has spread. I've also been contacted by an economics professor who is feverishly working to see how this whole crisis is affecting our economy and is looking through some all kinds of uh, U.S. Department of Labor statistics and, and so forth to try to figure out just how bad is it and how bad is it going to get. So you, know, you see this all through the university. As I mentioned, I don't think there's any part of the, the university that's unaffected. In fact, I have one of the writers in my office who contacted a, a music professor to talk about, uh, you know, uh, how people can use music to deal with the, the emotions and deal with the, the heartbreak that they may be going through because of this, and uh, how, how does uh, uh, music soothe us. So it really is pretty much anything that you could possibly want in science is, is involved here. Yeah, this is, this is a, a phenomenon that it's hard to find any, any kind of precedent for it or right. uh, any, anything that we can really point back to. Uh, you know, there have been pandemics before, but it feels like with social okay. media now, there's a, there's right. a whole new element. Um, the political you know, landscape is very different. Um, in your exactly. own writing, uh, I mean, in your own job, do you do you have writing assignments related to this, or are you busy right now being kind of a broker? No, we, we've definitely, uh, all the, the, the writers on my staff, we've been encouraged to come up with, you know, ideas that, that we could write about. I, I did write about, for instance, I think I, I kind of uh, obliquely mentioned it earlier, but we had a child development expert who was talking about how when her children were let out of school, she is not obsessing with making a schedule for them like a lot of parents are. She's not worried about making sure they do all their school assignments every day, for instance. And uh, 
because this is such an unprecedented um, event, she thinks it's not, uh, you just can't force kids into to do that and, and that parents are not in the, in the position to be teachers. And so I, she, she was, uh, wrote a little uh, 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 Twitter feed on this, and so I thought that would be an interesting story. So I contacted her and, and uh, wrote about that for, for our website and also uh, sent it out as a news release, and uh, the Associated Press picked up on that, and they did a, a story, for instance. Another thing that I've done is taken some of the stories that we would have normally done and, and found a little different angle on them. For instance, uh, we had a researcher that looked at how people reacted to uh, the Zika virus crisis when it came up a, a couple years ago. And how did they, this was a communication researcher actually, and how, how did people process that information and how did it affect them and just happened to be published just recently. And so I thought we could certainly tie that, those findings to the uh, COVID-19, and that's what we did. And that, that got quite a bit of attention, too, because people want to know. Uh, they want to know how this is affecting all parts of our lives, including, you know, how we respond to it as, uh, as news consumers. So, you know, that's – we've certainly gone out of our way to try to find uh, ways to write about this because we – you know, when you work at a university, you have the experts around you, and uh, – there's, we have to find ways to make sure that their knowledge gets out there and can help people who are a little scared now, who want to know what's going on. You know, one of the things that is, is different now than even five or ten years ago with uh, all the social media and with the, um, partly with the decline in the, in the uh, traditional media, too, is, is there are more opportunities for um our faculty to to communicate uh, directly with the public, and, and one of the things that I've encouraged our faculty to do uh, in this crisis and others is is to write themselves, is to write uh, publicly accessible pieces about their science that might uh, be uh, applicable to the uh, uh, pandemic and, and how people respond to it. And uh, there's there's avenues, there's places uh, where this can be published. You know, places like I don't know if you've ever heard of the Conversation, uh, which is a, a website that that publishes um, articles by uh, researchers for the general public, and even places uh, self-publishing uh, sites like Medium.com. I've had. Uh, some of our faculty and encourage them to write things for that, that which which we can promote uh, through our channels and help them, you know, reach the public directly. So that uh, science writers like myself are, uh, you know, we don't we don't have to tell all the stories. Um, we can have and, and help our our faculty, uh, our researchers, uh, to communicate directly with the public. What would you say is the main way of distinguishing a science journalist and a and a science writer? I mean, you you obviously study journalism, so I'm sure mm-hmm. you incorporate a lot of journalistic techniques. But mm-hmm. what's the distinction that you make? It's actually quite a uh, issue. You know, in uh, the professional organization which I'm a part of, the National Association of Science Writers, that's 
uh, thing that's discussed all the time. And there's actually, you know, a little bit of tension there because the the journalists, um, the people who work for uh, the media and, and freelancers who, who write uh, mostly for the media want to make sure that people understand it's a little different than uh, people such as myself who work for uh, university or some other kind of institution. Now, I, I mean, I think on the day-to-day basis, I write uh, pretty much the same way I wrote as a journalist. Um, I guess the only uh, caveat is that I only write about uh, science related to my employer, Ohio State. And, you know, I, I'm not going out of my way to find, um, you know, negative stories. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, when you're on the science beat, it's, it's, you're pretty lucky because most of the, the news is good news. You know, it's, it's the, the latest uh, findings, the latest research that uh, helps the, the, the public. And, and uh, that's, you know, fun to write about and fun to read about. So I, I think there definitely is a, a, a distinction there, but, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's not as uh, big a distinction as, as some people might think. Um, I, obviously, you're, you're going to read something that I write with knowing that, you know, I write this for, for Ohio State, and it's not the same as if I wrote it for uh, the Columbus Dispatch or the Athens Messenger or the Washington Post. Um, there's a, uh, there may be a little bit uh, less of a, uh, such a wide outlook than, than you would get from a publication like that. But at the same time, you know, I, I definitely have to, to have the same kind of journalistic standards and make sure everything I, I write is, is accurate and true. How has your daily work been affected by the virus? I mean, what kind of precautions are you, are you and your colleagues mm-hmm. taking? I mean, the biggest one is is Ohio State, like most universities, is is pretty much uh, shut down. And as far as the students go, everything is online. I'm working from home now. I have to do all my interviews by phone, which is not always the, the best way. I, I don't I don't like it as much. I I would rather go to a scientist lab or office and and meet with them and talk to them in in person. I just think it it makes often for better stories, but, you know, it's something. We have to social distance, even even in the uh, uh, communications business, which is hard. But, but other than that, I mean, it's it's mostly just getting used to a, um, uh, a faster pace for, for me. We don't have to put out content every day normally, like a journalist uh, would. But at the same time, in in the last few days, you know, there's a steady stream of ideas, stories to put out, reporters to help connect to the right sources. So I've certainly seen this period be a lot busier than, than I normally would. Probably not as busy as some of the journalists out there are covering it, but it's been very different, that's for sure. We don't know where this really ends, but uh, we think we're going to learn a lot of science along the way, is my guess. Yeah. The science part is, is really only beginning. That's that's for sure. And it's going to be years and, and years of, of uh, new science coming out of this. And, and I think a lot of graduate students are going to 
be writing their dissertations on on various aspects of this. You know, I, I certainly hope that this will be something that we can all all learn from, and you know, not only about the virus itself, but but how we as a society react to pandemics like this, and how in the future maybe we can respond a little better than we did. And you know, I know there's been talk about how people have been warning about this for for many years. Uh, the, the coming pandemic, but, um, you know, I, I think it's hard to wrap your mind around that until it actually happens. And, you know, when you think that there's nothing like this has happened since the Spanish flu in 1918, I mean, that's a long time. It's, you know, none of us alive today or very, very few of us remember anything about that. I hope we learn from this because there, there probably will be another pandemic, and I, I hope we're more prepared for it than we were this time. I have a, a good colleague, friend in Hong Kong, who who said, "Bob, you know, we've we've been through this with uh, bird flu. We've been through this with SARS, right. and the reason that we're uh, doing so much better than a lot of countries is because we learned, you know, from those. Exactly. But I think it's it's true. Until it's happened to yourself, it's very hard to." digest those lessons from from other countries it is yes and and i I know people have been very critical and it should be about how we as a society has responded but you know i guess i i just i just don't think that humans are are built to prepare as much as they should for for crisis like this it's you really almost have to experience it to be to get ready for it unfortunately well, I hope that uh, some scientist in the state of Ohio comes up with part of the solution for this, and that could be Ohio State, could be one of the other institutions. It has been interesting to see Ohio in the spotlight because of the governor and taking a, a very proactive role, but let's hope that some scientist in Ohio plays a, a very meaningful role as well. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think I think it's possible. I really do, and I know there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes yet that, that I, I can't talk about yet that I don't know much about, but I know that there are scientists at Ohio State and elsewhere in Ohio that are really ramping up various projects that could have a, a, a big effect on how the course of not only this pandemic, but, but maybe future ones go. So I've got my fingers crossed. Well, we look forward to reading your story about it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for for being part of this uh, podcast. Well, I really look forward to uh, listening to it, Bob. Very uh, honored and flattered that you thought of uh, talking to me about this. Well, I think it's a natural. And uh, it's probably one of those things that, you know, you're just working away, doing your thing, and then all of a sudden the the spotlight of the world is on science all of a sudden. Right. (laughs) Everything that you're doing is, is ramped up about 10 times.